What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Christ and Church podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while since I posted another episode. So thank you so much for those that are continuing to listen. Always uh, subscribed or I'm not sure if you subscribe, but you can follow the uh, podcast um, somehow. And as you follow the podcast, if you I think as you make it a favorite or you subscribe, then whenever a brand new episode drops, you get a notification. So Turn on that uh, follow button or that subscribe button or whatever that button is and uh, follow. So that way when new episodes drop, you guys can go ahead and just get notified saying, hey, there's something I can listen to on my way to work. There's something I can listen to uh, at the gym. There's something I can listen to as I go for a walk. Just getting some good godly word um, into your head and starting your day off right. So thank you so much for listening to the Christ and Church podcast. Again, my my name is Carlos Curiel. I am the creator of this podcast, author of two books, working on my third book. I'll kind of get into that a little bit later, just a little gold nugget about that. But um, I'm going to go ahead and be speaking about something here today. I have no guests here today, but I I do have a a powerful message that kind of just resonated with me. And it's just something that I want to go ahead and get out there. Um, very simple, but very powerful, very impactful. Um, today we're going to be talking about shame. Again, that's shame. We're going to be talking about shame today. And a lot of you may not have experienced shame. I'm sure we've all experienced guilt. Um, there's a difference between guilt and shame. Um, there is, I mean, basically a huge difference between guilt and shame. Now, when you feel guilty, you can also feel shameful. Uh, and when you feel shameful or you feel shame, there is sometimes some type of guilt involved. So they kind of are correlated, but the biggest difference is guilt says I messed up, but shame says I messed up and I can't recover. I've messed up, I messed up, or I've messed up so bad that I can't see my way out of this, that I'm going to be here forever. That's a sense of shame that can result from your guilt. Now, again, we're going to go ahead and be talking about that today. The title of my episode here today, and again, this is episode 15. Whoop, whoop, make it to episode 15. Uh, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, go ahead and check them out. Uh, really good content. But this is episode 15, and the title of this episode is going to be called Shame is Lame. Shame is Lame. Yes, I came up with that title. Um, Yeah, Shame is Lame is the title of this episode. Um, Straightforward, straight to the point, Uh, simple. I always love simple. Shame is lame. Why is it lame? Because it's not, well, we'll get into that right now, but it's lame. Shame is lame. Nobody wants to feel shame. Nobody wants to be feeling what a bunch of guilt. Nobody wants to feel shameful, right? And we're going to go ahead and get into that, like I said. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start off with a prayer. Um, if you are able to do so, just go ahead and just pray with me. Um, if you're safely able to do so, if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Uh, but if you're able to do so, just pray with me, even with your eyes open, that's fine. Go ahead and pray with me here. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just pray right now. Jesus, that you go ahead and let this word sink into our hearts and our minds. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you help us um, just integrate this word that we're about to hear um, into our daily lives so that we can go ahead and feel not full of shame, but just full of 
righteousness that we are able to go ahead and get thanks to Jesus, thanks to our Heavenly Father, through His grace, we are able to be righteous, um, not because of our own strength, but because of what Jesus did on the cross and who He is and who and how He's our Lord and Savior. So thank you, Jesus, again, for this great day. And uh, thank you for again for another episode, again, to go ahead and help someone, someone out there that listens that they're going to go ahead and get encouraged by this, inspired by this, and just maybe healed from this. Um, Holy Spirit, speak through me. We know it's you and it's not me. Take over. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So, Shame is Lame is the title of this episode. So, Google, or our good old friend Google, defines shame as it defines shame as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. And... That's that's the first part here. A painful feeling, painful, again, we'll kind of go ahead and break this down. A painful feeling, so something that does, does not feel happy, you don't feel great, you don't feel ecstatic, you don't feel excited, you feel pain. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by, what is it caused by? It's caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Wow, that's so powerful. A painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. What that pretty much is saying is that the consciousness of wrong or foolish, you have an idea that you messed up, right? Like you messed up and now you feel bad about it because now that you know you messed up, you, you feel bad, right? You feel the guilt. And sometimes you feel the shame. So now that you're aware of it, you kind of just feel even worse because if you mess up and you don't have no idea that you messed up, you kind of go on your day living your, your, your life fine because you don't feel any guilt because you probably don't know that you messed up or you don't have an idea that you messed up. So why are you going to feel bad if you didn't mess up or you don't, you don't know that you messed up, right? So having the consciousness that you did mess up because of a wrong or foolish behavior causes you to feel guilty, can cause you to feel shame. Now, one of the biggest places we see this happening in action is our good old friends, Adam and Eve, right? Adam and Eve were one of the first, if not the first people, probably the first people to feel shame or feel ashamed, right? And I kind of want to go ahead and start this off by, by we're going to go ahead and talk about three points here today. As we talk about the story of Adam and Eve, we'll go ahead and get some more Bible verses about other places, and uh, obviously, to go ahead and support um, what I'm kind of talking about here today. But I want to go ahead and just break down the story of Adam and Eve. That's going to go ahead and be kind of our, our story here today. And we're going to use that story and talk about kind of a couple of points here. So point number one is that shame is a consequence of foolish behavior. Shame is a consequence of foolish behavior. So we go ahead and get to the story in the Bible. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm sure you know, right? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you already know what happened with Adam and Eve. But they decide to eat from the, the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. They eat the fruit. And then the Bible, in, uh, in Genesis, it says, in Genesis 3, 7, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. They knew that they were naked and they sewed or sewed, sorry, 
sewed or sewed fig leaves sewed sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings right I'm going to go ahead and read that again here. So it's it's very, very powerful here. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And then the Bible goes on to say that they hid. Now, I want to go ahead and make this point is that Adam and Eve right, were, the, were the, pretty much the first people to ever feel ashamed, right? But why is it? How did they get to that point? Right? How do we end up ourselves ashamed or feeling shame? What has to happen? Well, again, as we talked about the, the definition from Google was it's it's we made a decision. We did something wrong, right? We made we made a mistake. But shame doesn't cause shame doesn't just come from making a mistake. It comes from believing the the, the feelings that you have after you made the mistake. Right, it comes from the feelings from after the mistake has happened. What what are you feeling after the mistake has has been made, right? And so, what Adam and Eve did is that they listened to the wrong person, right? The serpent in the garden. They acted on a false idea, and they felt ashamed, and they needed to hide. See, in our life, sometimes we we feel that way as well. Right, we feel like we 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 sometimes have to listen to to what someone else is saying and act on that because it sounds right. At, you know, in the moment, it sounds right. Or sometimes we feel like we need to sin because we want to feel good in the moment. Or sometimes we need to go ahead and act on something that that sounded like um, like it was going to go ahead and be better for you in the long run, but it actually it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be better for you in the long run, right? Because all those things are ultimately lies, right? Now, if we know anything about Satan is that he's the father of all lies or he's the father of lies. So the, the catalyst of the lie, right? The lie was just something that sparked an action to be made. And then from that action, right? Because it was from a lie, started to cause these feelings of, oh, now I can see now that I messed up, right? Now these feelings of shame and guilt start coming in. And so we need to go ahead and understand that when we make our decisions based off of lies, right? Based off of feelings that are not true, based off of things to go ahead and get us ahead probably in life, but that are not really needed or they're not going to be good for us. Ultimately, especially as, as Christians, ultimately, we are going to go ahead and look back, and the Holy Spirit's going to go ahead and provide d- discernment. It's going to go ahead. He's going to go ahead and provide um, wisdom, and we're going to realize that we messed up. Now, feeling guilty about what you did is what helps us understand that what we did was wrong, and it helps us can help us bring us back to God. Right? It can help us bring us back to God. But when you feel shame, which is a deeper level of guilt shame doesn't help you bring you, sometimes help you bring you back to God. It actually makes you hide. Now, that's what we learned from Adam and Eve, right? They, they sewed the fig leaves together, they dressed themselves, and then they hid, right? Shame can help us lead us back to God, right? But 
what it really does to people is that it makes us hide from God. Now, can you really hide from God? Of course not, you know? And when God comes on, and when God, you know, starts walking through the garden, he, he asks Adam, you know, where are you, right? But obviously he knows where Adam's at. It's, it's more of an awareness, awareness, like where, where's your mind at? Where's your heart at? It was, it was an awareness question of, of, of something deeper. It was where, not where are you, like where are you hiding, but like where are you, like what are you believing? Where's your mindset at? Where's your heart at? You know, where, why are you hiding? Why are you hiding your sin from me if I'm the one that can help you with your sin? Right, like for today, and and you know we're not going to be eating some random fruit that's going to make God be like, "Where are you?" But <laughs> today, what that signifies today is whatever the Lord, whatever the Lord has for you, can be distorted or can be manipulated in a wrong way by the devil and cause you to act on things that you shouldn't, and can cause you to dis- to end up ruining the path that God has for you, right? Like Adam and Eve were never meant to sin, but they did, they, they, they did, right? They were never meant to sin. They were never meant to leave the garden. They were always supposed to be there with God and have relationship with God. And it was supposed to be a beautiful thing. But just as you know, and how we all know as humans, even though as Christians, as humans, we, we are born into this world sinful now. Right now we have our flesh is just sinful now, right? That's the way we come into this world. And so when shame happens in your life, what it, the first thing you want to do is not to talk to anybody. You don't want to bring it up to anybody. You kind of just want to be by yourself. You don't want, you want to put some music on, probably not Christian music on, probably some depressing music on. You feel this shame. You feel this guilt that it causes you to step away from everything that could help you. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like talking to God. You don't feel like worshiping. You don't feel like you don't want to see anybody. You kind of just want to be in your room by yourself. You kind of just want to go ahead. And for the people that have experienced shame, you know what I'm talking about. It's a feeling of don't talk to me. I'm not good enough. I just need to go ahead and be alone right now. And of course, that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to go ahead and just push you away and keep you isolated so that way no one can reach out to you and no one can pray for you and no one can help you. And I get it. I've been there. I've been there. I, I've I've messed up quite a few times in my life where I felt deep shame. And for those who don't know, I used to struggle a lot with pornography. I was addicted to pornography. Pornography was a huge addiction that I struggled with. It was something that brought tremendous shame um, to my life. Because although I was something, it, although it was something that I felt like I was okay, um, like I would be okay moving forward as I would pray and I would feel good. And then all of a sudden, these feelings, these temptations came and then I messed up. And then I, I felt, the reason I felt so much tremendous shame was because I believed the lie that I was never going to get healed from this. Like the devil put a lie in my mind that I was never going to be good enough. I was never going to get healed from this. This is something that I may stop for a while, maybe two months, three months, four months. I'll be good. No porn. But in the sixth month, seventh month, eighth month, it's I'm going to mess up again. And so the devil would tell me, 
just get used to it. It's going to be a part of your life. You're never going to get healed from this. That is the lie that I believed for for a long time. And so that shame, that that lie caused me to act on on watching porn or not getting healed from porn or not making taking the steps to get healed because I I believed the lie that I was never going to get better, that I that I could not ever get better. I believed that lie, and so because I believed that lie, my actions did not help me get better, but they made me hide. Just like Adam and Eve did, I hid. I hid from God. I hid from my friends. I hid from, from my family. I hid myself, right? I decided, I decided to hide because I felt like I wasn't worthy anymore. I felt like I've lost myself. I felt like I lost my identity, right? And so, and that's the biggest thing shame can do, right? Shame, again, point number one is shame is a consequence of foolish behavior because we believe a lie, we act on the lie, and then now our feelings become something that are, they, they themselves are a lie, right? Our feelings that you're never going to get over this, that you can't heal from this, that's a lie. So sh- believing those lies makes, helps make shame make you hide. Or as you believe those lies, then you feel more shameful. And then what shame does is it makes you hide. It, does, it makes you not reach out for help. It makes you go ahead and just not talk to God. It makes you isolate yourself. And then point number three, which I was going to go ahead and get to right now, right, is that our identity, right, shame distorts our identity. Right. Number one, shame is a consequence of foolish behavior. Number two, shame makes you hide. And number three, shame distorts our identity. Right. If the devil can convince you that you are a mistake because you made a mistake, then he he's won. Right. You can live your Christian life and live a good life and be fine and not mess up and try to you try to do your best to not mess up right because we're we're not perfect but you live your life the best you can and if in one moment out of one act that you believe is so shameful you decide to go ahead and mess up and the devil starts putting lies in your ear again if if the devil can convince you that you are a mistake because you made a mistake then he has won right? Shame is an identity killer. Shame distorts our identity. But God, but God is so good that he will fight through all the lies and he will go ahead and reach you and remind you of the truth. You see, shame is the opposite of the truth. Shame is a lie from the enemy. And the only way to defeat a lie is to understand the truth. So we need to realize that our identity is set in stone when we are in Christ. No matter how much you mess up, no matter how much guilt you feel, no matter how much shame you feel, no matter the mistake, the, the, the fundamental truth is that when you are in Jesus, you are a child of God. Your identity is set no matter what. Shame may came, uh, it, it may come, right? Shame may come because of your bad decision, but it won't last. It should it should not last. 
because we know who we are in Christ, right? We know who we are in Christ. When we know, when you un- fundamentally foundational that you know your identity in Christ, you may mess up and yeah, you'll feel guilty and sometimes you will feel shame. But the the whole point of feeling guilty is for, for you to go ahead and repent, right? The guilt is something that's aching on your heart. That's just an opportunity for you to go to Christ and repent. And now as you do that, shame starts to dissipate. It just starts to go away. It, just, it starts to dissolve. It starts to start to flee because you're understanding, you're realizing that the truth is, is that you are a child of God, right? And so, Psalms 31 one says this, in you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. That's so good. In you, O Lord, I put my, put my what? Put my trust. Trust what? Trust what you say about me. Trust your word. Trust that you love me. I trust God that you're the one that that's in charge of everything. I trust God that you're the one that ultimately has the final word. I trust God that you're the one that can deliver me no matter what I go through. That's what I trust. I put my trust in you, O Lord. Let me never be ashamed. Never let, let me never be ashamed, right? Meaning, never, uh, let me never be uh, never let me succumb to the lies. Never let me stay ashamed. Never let me be ashamed. Never let me get to the point where I forget whose I am. Never let me get to the point where I forget that you have the power to go ahead and forgive me of my sins. Never let me get to the point where I let shame be the dictator of my life. Deliver me in your righteousness. Right? Deliver me in your righteousness, not my righteousness. Because what is our righteousness? Right? All our good deeds are like filthy rags. Right? The Bible says that all our good deeds, everything that even in our best, it it doesn't even come close to God, even in our best. Right? All our good, great, amazing things are like filthy rags to the Lord. Like it, it is not enough for us to overcome the devil on our own. It is, you will, you're not strong enough, right? But it is in God's righteousness. It is in God's authority. It is in Jesus's, right, authority because of what he did on the cross that we are able to be associated in God's righteousness, with God's righteousness, right? Hebrews 12, 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 2. That's such an amazing verse. I love that verse. The author and finisher, finisher of our faith. He finished it on the cross. On the cross, it is finished. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. What joy? That we would all be able to be saved if we believed in in Jesus Christ. Despising the shame. Despising the shame. Throwing off the shame that people people threw on him. Jesus conquered shame. 
put it that way. Jesus conquered shame. Because Jesus endured the cross, because he felt the ultimate shame, people put shame on him in the most painful way. They shamed him. He took that on so that we would not stay in shame. So that we wouldn't have to stay ashamed. So that we can go ahead and throw off shame ourselves. Because he is the finisher. He finished it. He finished it. It is finished. Right? So shame has to go when we identify ourselves as a child of God. Shame does not have to stay. Can it stay? Of course it can stay if you let it stay. See, that's the thing, right? When we, when we look at shame is that we believe the lie to be true. And when we believe a lie to be true, we just start to believe anything that that lie touches is now going to go ahead and become true, right? So if we believe that we're not enough because we made a mistake, we believe that lie, then our identity starts to fade, then our 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 relationship with the people around us starts to fade, our um, going to church starts to fade, we start to go ahead and feel like at this point, what's the point, right? At this point, what's the point? Who cares? This is how I feel. Because I feel this way, it must be true, right? And be, we got to be careful of that, right? Shame is a huge emotional roller coaster. When we feel shame, when we feel ashamed, we feel a lot of highs and a lot of lows. A lot of high, we feel highly depressed. We feel highly sad. We feel highly, um, uh, we feel highly just frustrated. Right, We can also feel highly frustrated and we can feel very low joy. We can feel lowly in our encouragement. We feel really low. We don't really feel encouraged. We feel low in our happiness. So there's a lot of high and lows with our emotions when it comes to shame. But because you feel a way doesn't mean it's true. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Because you feel a certain way, it's okay to understand what you're feeling, but it doesn't mean it's true. Feelings aren't bad. They're just indicators, right? Feelings are not truth. They're just signals, right? When you drive a car, I hope you use your signal. Please use your signal, guys. I went driving the other day with my wife. Man, it's like every time I drive, I don't know what it is, but people can't drive. Like, it's really bad. Please use your signals. Please drive well. You know what people need to do? Sorry, a little off topic here. You know what people need to do? People need to drive like they're taking their driving test. If we had people drive like they were taking their driving test, like someone was in their car grading them, people, we would have less, less tra- traffic accidents for sure. And we would have a lot, le- lot less drama on the streets. Please, people, sorry, I'm just frustrated with how people drive. Um, anyways, they're signals, right? Em- emotions are signals, right? They are, they are indicators that are flashing in your head. But again, signals are does not mean that they are necessarily foundationally the truth about who you are, right? So we need to be aware of that, is that shame can cause multiple emotions and can cause a lot of highs and lows. But again, be careful of those emotions. 
because you feel a certain way, you have to use that as ammunition to go ahead and take that to God. Whenever I feel a certain way, what I've learned now is that if I start to feel ashamed, I, I don't hide anymore. I run to Jesus. Like I literally run to Jesus. And again, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm going to say it's going to take time and it's going to take, it's going to take, it, that's why it's important to pray and read your word every day because when you pray and you read your word every day, you're telling yourself and you're acknowledging that Jesus is a big part of your life and you are building more wisdom and knowledge about how much God loves us, right? When you read your word every day, when you pray every day, you're putting God first and you're letting him know that, okay, I, I trust you with your, with your guidance. I trust that your word is true and I trust that you can help me with whatever I'm going through, right? That's why relationship was so important. It's all about relationship. If you don't have a relationship, then shame is going to go ahead and continue to build and build and build. But because you have a relationship with Jesus, it's not always easy, but it does help you quicker and easier to understand that you need to go ahead and pray or you need to go ahead and read your word. So it is one of those things that the stronger the relationship with God, the easier it is to not believe the lies. I'm going to say that again. The stronger the relationship you have with God, the easier it is to not believe the lies of the enemy. And when we don't believe the lies of the enemy, then these consciousness of wrong or foolish behaviors, right? These these wrong behaviors that we do, these wrong actions that we do are going to be minimized. They're not going to be fully gone because we're, we're humans. We're going to make mistakes, but they're not going to be as often, right? Like it's it's really difficult to pray and sin at the same time that you're you know that you're praying. Like if you're really in a deep right, if you're really in a good good prayer or you're really praying, you're not going to be sinning at the same time you're praying. Or if you're reading your word. I'm most likely not going to be sinning while you read your word. I hope not. Please don't. But you know what I mean? Like as you spend time with God and you're in the presence of God, it's really hard for you to sin. So that's why spending so much time with God helps us, prevents us, right? Helps prevent us from sinning. Because the more you're spending time with your Heavenly Father, the more you're understanding who you are and your identity and what who you really are and what you should really believe and what's really important and what God val- values and how He sees you, that when a mistake comes or when a lie comes, you're able to take what, what you've learned. Because you have a strong relationship, you're able to go ahead and compare the two side by side and say, this is the lie that I heard, that I'm starting to kind of believe, believe it or not, I'm starting to kind of believe this lie. But this is what my God says. Okay, now I'm comparing the two. I can go ahead and make the decision. You got to make the decision because it's not going to happen automatically. You have to put in the effort to make the decision to be like, no, I believe what my God says. 
right? I believe I am a child of God. I believe that Jesus did die for my sins. I believe that Jesus did conquer everything on the cross, even shame. So we need to go ahead and realize that there as well is that Jesus is already, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the one that took on everything, everything, so that we wouldn't have to, right? And that includes shame, right? So again, number one, shame is a consequence of foolish behavior. Number two, shame makes you hide. Number three, shame distorts your identity. And I guess I would want to end it with this. Number four, Jesus conquered shame. He conquered it. He conquered it all. Point number four is that Jesus conquered shame. And Jesus conquered shame. Why? Because if shame is lie, if shame is lying or just lies, right? If shame equals lies, what does Jesus equal? Truth. And truth will always overcome lies. Always. Truth will always overcome the lie. And so that's why Jesus has conquered shame. And you can too. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit can help us overcome any shame that we feel. There's nothing God that there's nothing God doesn't know about you, right? Like God knows the mistakes you have made in the past, what you will make in the future, what you have done today in the present. Like He knows everything that's going to happen. So if, if He's already gone before you and He already knows the mistakes you're going to make or have made, either way. God already knows. So it's not like you have to go to God and be like, God, this is, you know, like, God, like, you're not going to believe what I did. Like, you don't know. Like, he knows. So if he knows, it's more about us. It more, it puts the ball in our court where we have to be like, you know what, God, you already knew I was going to mess up. But here I am, Lord, coming to you. Right. In repentance. Here I am, Lord, coming to you in repentance. Here I am, Lord, coming to to let it all out. Because I don't want to hide, Lord. I don't want to be like Adam and Eve and hide. I want to go ahead and be like Jesus. Right? I want to go ahead and be like Jesus who who understood that that everything had to happen for a reason. And even though shame may come for whatever reason, Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. I want to be like Jesus. I want to go ahead and understand, God, that what you have for me is higher, has a higher purpose, has a higher calling, has a higher identity than whatever shame can come. And so I want to go ahead and just leave you guys with that, is that Jesus conquered shame so that you wouldn't have to live in shame. I hope this word helped you guys out today. I know I was kind of all over the place. It's kind of been a while since I made an episode, but um, I knew I was kind of, you know, talking about driving and stuff like that for a little while, but um, that's just me. Uh, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of bad drivers out there. It's like, how did you get your license, bro? Like, for real. Like, for real, for real. How did you get your license? Like, come on. Um, Anyways. That's a topic for another day. You know what? Next time I'll make an episode about things that I'm noticing here in San Diego where I'm just like, are you serious, bro? I'm going to call it, are you serious, bro? Question mark. Um, but, I'll, you know, I'm just, uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, um, kind of just, that's, maybe I just need to go out and talk to somebody. I need to 
probably go talk to somebody about that stuff and not have to talk to you guys about it. But hey, we can make it a fun thing. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed any of the episodes you have listened to on this podcast. If you haven't checked them out, again, please go ahead and check them out. Please, again, I really appreciate it if you guys can go ahead and like this podcast on Spotify or follow it um, or subscribe to it so that when, when you do put it on that notification thing and just be like, hey, new episode dropped, I can listen to it. Something just came out from Christ and Church Podcast, brand new episode um, you'll get notified. Um, so that way you can go ahead and for sure listen to what um, what's going on. You know, what's going on, not just in my life, but what I feel like God's God wants to tell all of us, right? Or what, what God has put in my heart, I feel, um, to go ahead and share with you guys. So I hope this episode 15 has been helpful to you guys. Again, shame is lame. Um, it is lame. Never stay in your shame. It's a bunch of lies. It's a bunch of hoopla. It's a bunch of rubbish. It's a bunch of junk. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the truth. And he's our savior. And he's already conquered shame. Let's go. Let's go. You know, guilt and shame, is it's normal to feel those two things. But it's not normal to stay there. Right? So don't stay there. So let's go ahead and keep moving forward, guys. Praying for you guys. Um, And I just want to say thank you again so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, night, whatever, whenever you're listening. God bless.